Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. After 22 years of being a titan on Wall Street and starting his own firm, Tony Kasai is walking away to shed the ugly side of being on the inside. We'll interview insiders and other titans of all types of industries, offering advice and sharing stories of adversity. This is another episode of The Insider Show. Welcome to Cannabis Talk 101's Financial Fridays with the inside investor, Tony Kay. We're the world's number one source for everything cannabis. The information provided by Financial Friday and Tony Kasai is for general information and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as professional financial advice. Consult with a professional before making any financial decisions. Ho, 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 yo, yo, yo. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. I don't know where you're at, what you're doing, or what day of the week it is for you. But over here at the CT101 iHeart Studios, it is Financial Fridays for us. I'm your host, Tony Kassai, and I'm here to get your mind right and your money game tight. Feel free to leave me a financial question anytime at 1-800-420-1980. You can also connect with me directly on Instagram at The Inside Investor. Now, you all know that my number one rule of money is that your health is your wealth. You can't be wealthy if you're not healthy. Of course, that's why we send all our friends, family, and colleagues to my concierge doctor, Mr. Matt Chalmers. You guys, Chalmers is doing something really special. This is the TED Talk we keep talking about. And again, the reason we're talking about this is we want to help the community. He's dropped this TED Talk. They're, they're shadow banning him. And what it's doing is it's telling you or it's teaching people that, yes, you can help addiction issues. You can help the opioid crisis by using medical grade cannabis. This is uh, not just off the top of his head. This is something that he's put some research into. They invited him on the show. He's doing the Cincinnati TED Talk and then it's actively being suppressed. If you guys can support that, please go to our website, Cannabis Talk 101. You can see Chalmers Wellness there. You can see the video, share it, tag it. Please try to spread that message. And if you want to hear more about what Chalmers is doing with his clients and myself, go to ChalmersWellness.com or call them direct at 214-446-5300. Now, that weird elephant sounding noise you heard at the beginning is, is my feeble attempt at honking the New Year's Eve horn. 
Obviously, we're here in the, in the holiday spirit. We got a skeleton crew here coming back from MJ BizCon. The staff has been grinding out, resetting the show set. Shout out to Connor and Daniel helping us out, close out the year with a couple of good shows for you guys. If you heard the last episode that was a Christmas episode with Steve Kuklo, the King Snake, he's doing something for the audience. You guys, there's nothing more annoying than starting the new year without a freaking formula, without a plan. And this man is a five-time IBFF world champion. He's a former Miss USA. He's somebody, I miss USA, Mr. Mr. USA. And uh, he's somebody that's become a good friend of mine, obviously, you know, being a bodybuilder and being in the fitness space, but he's also an entrepreneur. He won on the Shark Tank. And what, one thing he's doing for the CT101 audience and the Financial Friday audience is he's putting together something with myself called the Unstoppable in 2024. What we're gonna do here, we're not selling you anything. It's a free webinar. And we're gonna do that January 4th. It's on a Thursday. And the plan for that is you log in, you're gonna be able to talk to him directly. He's gonna give you a blueprint because one thing he's taught me uh, going into the new year, especially when it comes to fitness and your mindset and your money, is everybody has all these dreams and these plans for next year. They always wait until the week before to uh, set their resolutions. They hit the new year. And obviously being a gym rat that he is, he, he tells me these stories, right? Like right now the gyms are dead. January 2nd, gyms are gonna be packed. And by February 1st, they're dead again. So if you're tired of setting resolutions, both financially, both physically, that's something that we wanted to do. Now, this dude charges thousands of dollars for his coaching, but this is something he's doing for the audience. You can talk to him direct and snap some pictures, and it's something we're going to be doing. So again, that's going to be January 4th. I'll drop the link here at the end, but that's something we want to do. Now, for this year on show, I thought nothing better. Obviously, we've had some great guests this year. Uh, I just want to kind of speak to you guys from the heart and tell you a little bit about this year, what worked for me, what hasn't worked financially. Give you guys a recap. Connor's here sitting with me right now. One of the last few people that hasn't gone on vacation yet. Up, and I asked up. him to just chime in when he's ready because Connor's, you know, a younger kid, yet he's a hustler. He's putting his dues here. You can tell he's going to be with the family for a long time. But I love having people that have just started to roll with me. I want him to ask questions as well because I imagine people sitting at home sometimes they'll hear something or they want to ask me a question and nobody better than Connor. So Wrapping up the year, guys, you know, I look back at this past year as, man, I got my ass kicked the first half of the year, to be honest with you. Anything that could go wrong went wrong. And now this isn't a negative talk, but I want to tell you the lessons that I learned and the things that I would do again different. Because one thing I've, I've learned about life at this point, man, and I'm, I'm about to turn 47, I'm 46 years old, but every year, just when I think I got shit figured out, life kind of sends these curveballs after you, right? My buddy calls it the force of average. It's just this energy out there in the universe the right when you think you got shit figured out physically, financially, spiritually in your relationships, it just throws a curveball at you. And, uh, you know, my mom used to say this when I was going through my rough patch. And if you guys have heard the first episode, you know, the, the rise and fall and the rise and falls I've had financially and in, and in my career. But thinking back now, um, every year, just when I thought I figured out things changed. So I've realized that life, you know, my mom would say, well, how do you keep going? I'm like, well, it's not over till you're dead. And a lot of my friends that were struggling this year, we kind of started doing our own mastermind and talking like, well, what's been working? Why is it that this year everybody started hitting, uh, you know, all of a sudden it seems deals are falling apart. People are coming out of the woodworks, not paying back debts, uh, not adhering to their contracts. And a lot of these deals, hundreds of millions of dollars deals, I'm seeing are falling apart. And what, what's the, why is that happening? And I got a couple of theories on that. First thing is, if you look back the past 24, I'm going to take these silly 2024 glasses uh, down before the staff starts making some blooper videos off of them. But uh, if you look back, man, the past couple of years, obviously through the, the pandemic and seeing the whole world shut down, 
if you look at some of my content, I was, I was talking about, you know, we were living in a human, a worldwide psyop almost, right? If you think about it, for the first time in the history of humanity, the entire world shut down at the same time, right? And we're talking from fast food to every industry. Cannabis ended up being, you know, uh, what do they call it? Um, What's that word, Connor? Uh, the essential, essential business. Yeah, somehow, somehow guns, alcohol, and cannabis became essential businesses. Gun stores were open, liquor stores were open, cannabis stores were open, strip clubs were open, but everything else was closed. So that's when I knew, man, some shit's like, this is just, we're in batshit crazy world, right? And again, not to live backwards or go down conspiracy theories and rabbit holes, but it goes back to why are things financially for a lot of my good friends that were doing well, uh, why did it seem like this year really became an ass kicker for the first half of the year? And my, I have several theories on it. First one, I don't think anybody can debate is that there was so much. Now, once they shut off the world, they flooded the world with free money, at least the United States, right? Uh, if you could fog a mirror, you were getting a check. If you could fill out a document, you were getting PPP, this P, that, you know, uh, tax breaks and, and people that were shut up, venues that were shut down were getting hundreds of thousands. The airlines got bailed out again, you know? So there's so much free money pumped into the system. And there's a lot of people that realize, well, shit, you know, I'm on a single income. I have one source of revenue. And one of the first lessons I've learned in the past three years that I, if you guys are taking notes, you know, there's some gems that I'm going to drop on you. But one thing that I, I've learned the past four to five years, excuse me, the past three years has been not to rely on one source of revenue, right? Uh, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're a doctor, a lawyer, a dentist, a, a media tech, uh, whatever industry you're in, primarily we were, we were taught to kind of chase that career path, right? And go down one, uh, put all your energy into becoming a lawyer, for example, right? And what you've quickly realized throughout these, throughout these shutdowns was that anything can and will happen. You know, you may lose your license. You're, the government may shut you down. So having alternative sources of revenue, having multiple revenue streams. So if something happens, there's a disruption in that industry, you can replace that income without feeling like, oh, shit, I got to start over again, right? So going back to why are people, you know, why do I see a lot of business owners struggling right now? Why did, why did last year, this year, you know, kick my ass personally? I can only share with you what I've gone through and be brutally, frankly honest, and hope that this message helps you. And perhaps going into next year, we can put these lessons in and become unstoppable in 2024. So the first thing I want to do is give you guys a blueprint, a map for next year so that you can literally say, all right, if I check off these 10 things, Tony told me that I'm going to be financially set, right? Not financially set, but you're going to protect yourself. You're almost like going into war for 2024 financially, right? You want to have the, the armor on. Well, these are the little things that you can kind of just start protecting yourself. The first thing, like I said, having a blueprint, um, you've heard me talk about this almost on every segment. Your health is your wealth. Why is that? Because I truly believe if you're physically healthy, you know, in terms of making sure your alcohol is in check, making sure your, uh, the nutrition you put in your body, you're not eating junk food, all just all of this, not just being words, but set defined goals and action steps that you can take. On the last episode, we touched on something called 75 hard that I did, gosh, it seems like about two years ago. And if you look on my Instagram, you can see the before and after pictures. I mean, I look like a beach well in, in the before pictures. And on the second picture, 70, on day 76, I almost had a six pack. <laughs> but point is, 75 hard was a program started by Andy Frisella. Most of you know who that is. I think he's top three podcasts in the world. And Andy's got a very structured uh, regiment. I think it's a combination of Navy SEALs and Special Forces programs, but it's very intentional. And when you first look at it, it almost looks like it's kind of a, 
uh, too simplistic or why would you be doing that? And the more I read into it and discussed it with other people, it's because of the intention behind it. And going into that program is the first time for basically for 75 days, you go through a checklist and you're like, here's what I got to do every day for 75 days straight, no days off. If you miss one thing, you got to start over and it's, it's based on integrity. And that alone is the first step. Being integrity, having integrity in yourself, being intentional with yourself and your actions. And uh, 75 hard was nothing more than a 10, I believe seven or eight steps. First one was no alcohol for 75 days, which quite frankly to me, I've never had an alcohol problem, but I've also not gone 75 days straight without drinking since I probably had my first drink, quite frankly, right? In the industry that I'm in, financial services, media, entertainment, it's pretty hard, you know, hats off to my, one of my uh, co-hosts here, obviously Joe Grande has been sober on going on decades now and he's given back to the, and I've learned a lot. I've, I've so I've sat in on calls with him when he's doing his, uh, um, uh, 12 steps meetings online, et cetera. And I've, I've soaked up a lot of that and I've identified things that I could do to kind of make myself a better person. And part of 75 hard was yes, for 75 days straight, they're going to cut out all intoxicants. Uh, for me, I cut out cannabis as well. Um, you don't necessarily have to cut out cannabis. He doesn't mention that, but alcohol specifically, there's no debate that that shit is toxic for you, right? So for 75 days, I went without drinking for 75 days, every day you had to drink eight, uh, I believe it was 12 ounce glasses of water, which sounds easy, but believe it or not, those are the things that everybody would fail on. So I had a little reminder and I would check that off. I would also read uh, 10 pages of shut up, Connor. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you do a show on the last day. Uh, Essentially, what we uh, what I did on the 75, so it's no alcohol, the 10 pages of something either uh, inspirational, motivational, or a business book. So basically not like, you know, Dean Arcoons or Stephen King, but something that's going to fuel your brain. So 10 pages of in intentional reading, no drinking, uh, eight cups of water. I would also, the key is two workouts, 45-minute workouts with a break in between, one of them having to be outside. Again, it sounds cheesy, but it's very intentional. If you're in an area where it was snowing, do jumping jacks, do push-ups outside. One outside, one inside. You can walk around the block for 45 minutes. Being intentional with working out and focusing on your body for 45 minutes. Man, those were the best days. I would just go on these walks and meditate, listen to podcasts, and there's so much. And as my brain was getting clear on day 30, day 45, all of a sudden these ideas were flowing. And, I, and I'm really envious of that time period, believe it or not, because I haven't done it since. Um, so in addition to the reading and in addition to the walking, the meditation, it was also journaling. Um, and I believe there's one more step. It kind of skips my mind, but you can just Google it. 75 hard. It's, it's free. There's a, there's a app that you can download for five, five bucks. I think that, uh, you can actually get reminders and check marks. But the reason I went off on that tangent is because I did find that being intentional on day 76, I had a clarity. Uh, I look good. I was proud of myself. I dropped a whole size uh, of clothing. But it's taking those little steps and getting into the new year and having intention. So uh, on the third segment today, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to drop the link about the event that we're doing. And it's a, it's just an online event. It's free. It's something King Snake Steve Kuklo is doing for us, the audience, Financial Fridays and CT 101, just to give you guys a roadmap. It's going to be live. It's going to be fun. You can ask him direct questions. And it's something I'm proud to bring to you guys. He's also won an episode of the Shark Tank. He got a deal from Damon. So a lot of people love asking his, uh, you know, picking his brain, especially now that he's turned a chapter of his life, going from famous celebrity worldwide, from Schwarzenegger events, et cetera, to now becoming a father. So I'd encourage you to listen to that last episode, but more importantly, uh, tune in January 4th, uh, Thursday, 
It's gonna be 6 p.m. Central. And that's something that I think at the least I could provide you guys value. Steve's gonna do a great job on that. And I wanna give you guys a roadmap. So 2024, you are unstoppable. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back on Financial Fridays. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. for better healthcare at a better cost. There's nobody we'll be better right than back Clearwater with the financial Health. Friday five Clearwater on Cannabis Talk 101's Financial Fridays independent with the insider investor, Tony K. You want to start providing at least solutions for their employees. Your retention rate will increase and you don't have to necessarily sponsor the Welcome plan. back to you Cannabis Talk 101's Financial Fridays with the insider investor, Tony K. Last year. I it's now guys. time I for the Financial Friday Five. Open enrollment. They've extended it through the end of January, I believe. Right now, you can log in, go to clearwaterhealth.com. It takes five minutes. You can see they're going to be better insurance, cheaper insurance, or they'll let you know the insurance you have is great. Otherwise, there's no cost to you. You get a plan administrator. Check it out, clearwaterhealth.com. You guys, we're back here on Financial Fridays, the year-end recap. I was trying to celebrate with my little horn noise, but it sounded like a like an elephant that just had a heart attack. So, <laughs> yeah, see, Connor's trying to do it right now, too. I, I think we need to shop at a better party city, man. <laughs> But we we wanted to end the year with a bang here and give you guys some value. Uh, On the last segment, I was talking about this thing that we're going to do called the Unstoppable in 2024. I'm super proud of that. That's something we're going to drop January 4th. So I'm going to give you guys the link, uh, drop the link below as well so you guys can uh, tap into that. So I was talking about, you know, on the last segment, what I've done in the past. But I want to talk about this year and going back to more specifically the things that kicked my ass. And the lessons that I learned, because I think the, the one thing I've learned, from, I think this is the 25th show we've done, by the way, now here at, at, uh, at CT 101, we've done it for about six months straight. So I'm super appreciative of that. But one thing I've learned, man, is, is sharing my message has brought so many people DMing me, dropping uh, voicemails on the line here and telling me by you sharing your story, it stopped me from losing money or it stopped me from aligning with the wrong person. So I thought I'd spend a few minutes telling you about 
the multi-million dollar deals that got fucked up this year for me and the things that I would do different. Because again, just when I thought I had shit figured out, I was flying high the year before. Uh, Insider Investor Club was a private club that I started. We, were, we started low, it went all the way up to $40,000 a year. We, we shut it off at 100 members, we capped out. We did some amazing events together. Uh, first event was here down in Newport Beach on a condo that we bought with some of our partners. Uh, we held an event at the rooftop, we went to a gun club down the street, did some fun adult Chuck E. Cheesing type stuff, uh, rented a party bus. The second event we did was in Salt Lake City. We just invented, uh, invested into a bunch of these Everbowl franchises, which Drew Brees a big, is a big investor. So a lot of our students, if you will, or our partners or members of the club would pool money together, including my money and my partner's money, and we would buy investments and do cool shit together. That was tagline. We, we do cool shit together, we buy shit together, and we have fun doing it. And we make money along the side. And um, we ended up doing about eight or nine of these franchises with them. Drew Brees came on board and agreed to do about another 50. And the franchise is doing pretty good. I think they have about 80, almost 100 stores open now between San Diego, Utah, and all the way to the East Coast. Uh, in addition to that, we bought a phenomenal beach club out in Florida, uh, which was on the water. We held an event there. All our people flew out there. We did another event in Hawaii. We did an event at the rooftop of the Palms Hotel for my birthday. Uh, and that was Coolio came by, rest in peace. You know, one of his last performances here that he did with us. Uh, my point is, I did all that the year before. Coming into this year, I was riding high. We were maxed out on our membership. Uh, we were buying a ton of assets with our friends, with our family, and it was fun. You know, I, I made investing fun again. And after getting burned out on Wall Street and after getting screwed over, I was like, man, I figured it out. You know, I figured out how to have fun, which I love doing. I figured out how to spend money, which I love doing. I was throwing amazing, phenomenal events, which I love doing. And there's nothing better than owning your own event and throwing your own event. <clears throat> and I remember being at the beach club, which was very Mar-a-Lago style beach club in Florida, North Florida on, on, um, on uh, St. Augustine. And, you know, it was cool. I was like, I remember standing on stage with tears in my eyes and be like, man, most people throw events at a hotel. Well, we bought the hotel that we're throwing our event at. And it was kind of like a badge of honor. And the gal who had brought us the deal was a distressed asset. It was a great deal. Uh, there was a lot of people that had offered more. We had a great contingency plan. Our people put money in and we bought the club. Closed escrow above board. So again, you know, came in this year feeling like I'm bulletproof. I finally figured shit out. Um, finally, we structured the deal here with the guys at Cannabis Talk 101. Blue and myself and Joe had been friends for many years. But finally, I was like, man, let me bring my message to a bigger audience. Uh, Insider Investor Club was sold out with 100 members. So it was just another way for me to kind of give more people access to the wealth of information I had in my brain. So as the year starts, you know, some of the investments that I've done with my friends and family and colleagues or some of the gurus that I had surrounded myself with, right? Uh, as you guys know, I'm a big proponent of personal development. I was in, involved with many different organizations that I was paying to be a part of. You know, don't, don't kid yourself. There is a pay to play component to anything when it comes to wealth. And you're lying to yourself if you think it, that's not the case. So in this case, you know, I had my, my core uh, mastermind that I was a part of, that I was paying to be part of. I met some additional friends that were throwing their own masterminds, became part of theirs, spoke at their events, they spoke at mine. And that was kind of the world that I was living in. And going back to that first segment, like I said, I think the PPP money drying up, there was a lot of, I hate to use the word dumb money, but it's a Wall Street word. And dumb money just means like when people, it's like somebody who wins the lottery, right? You know, if they were just, uh, not just, but let's say it was just a bus driver or they were just somebody who was making 50, 60,000 a year, even myself, if all of a sudden I inherited a billion dollars tomorrow, I probably would do some stupid shit. 
You know, so I think anybody, uh, money is just relative. There's always going to be somebody who has more or less. But when you, when the whole world, especially let's just talk about the United States, came into the sum of money and all of a sudden people who had never had $100,000 were getting $100,000 from the government. They were getting this money they thought they didn't have to pay back. Uh, in fact, I remember being in Vegas one time on a drive through and Vegas was packed. And there was people that you could tell that had never been to Vegas before. This is the first check that they'd got. It was government money that was supposed to be used for their businesses. They were blown in Vegas. Point is, there was a lot of dumb money in the space, quite frankly, right? In all spaces. So I think a lot of people started making investments. And unfortunately, a lot of sharks came out. And that's something I didn't expect in the world that I dived into. You see, I wasn't just hanging out with the clubs. I wasn't just hanging out with my friends, smoking, drinking, you know, and deciding to invest with them. These were people that I was emulating, right? Guys who had private jets, guys who already had four houses and a fifth vacation home. But all of a sudden I realized, man, the world that I thought I'd come out of, I was right back into it, right? I'm surrounded by all these charlatans again and all these people that are kind of like, you know, the billionaires are now preying on the millionaires and the millionaires are preying on, you know, people that are just coming up and everybody's trying to chase, you know, the next level up and all of a sudden there's so much money. So I truly believe that, Connor, is that a lot of people that suffered this year was as a result of people taking advantage of them again, right? And I don't know if you hear that, you know, going through your friends and circles, but. Not uh, totally. And especially after COVID when, you know, the like you said, the economy got artificially stimulated and uh, naturally there's going to be a recession after. And so, you know, for, for better or for worse, people are, you know, going to have their survival instincts kick in with their money and everything. And so it's now jobs are becoming harder to come by. You know, the the Zoom bubble that happened right. isn't necessarily a thing anymore where, you know, people are having to work back in office again. It's becoming few and far between. So, you know, oh, hope we're, hope we're okay Sounds, back there. Okay, the roof fell. just caved in. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but you no, know, you're seeing a realignment. I think, I think what you're saying is like, you know, the world kind of fell off its axis, right? Rules that we didn't think existed existed and then all of a sudden things that we never thought would happen would happen uh and now the real you know that a lot the world is getting put back on its axis they're trying to put humpty back together again and unfortunately some shit fell through and people that i didn't think would would be bad partners would be bad investors or would be bad people for me to trust me and my clients and my friends and family's money with once again started fucking me over and that pain of losing not just my own money but vouching for somebody else once again came back to haunt me. And I'd be lying to say if that wasn't another embarrassing setback this year. But the difference between this year and the first time it happened to me with Wall Street, my buddy, you know, my buddy, my former business partner ended up in prison for the Ponzi scheme. This time I had a plan to get out of it because immediately I had already gotten out of it the first time. You follow what I'm saying? So when you fall off a mountaintop and you've already climbed back it, you took the shortcut back up the mountain, this time you're like, fuck, I fell off again, but you already know there's a shortcut back up top. I don't have to go back to the drawing board, right? So the first step is, all right, let me realign my values again. Let me start surrounding myself with people that didn't, that I saw were doing right by their people. Because there's two types of people when they lose money, right? When people lose money or lose other people's money, or if I give somebody my money and I say, hey, we're going to invest together into your restaurants, for example, right? And I'm trusting you that you're going to run the restaurant, hire the right people, fire the right people, and have the business model that you presented to me that I'm going to execute on. Now, when that money goes to shit, for whatever reason, that business model didn't work out. If you dip out and you have all these excuses and you didn't give me financials and you didn't 
open up the stores and all of a sudden 50 different people are coming out of the woodwork and saying you're robbing people, you know, you start to really question, well, is it, is it just one bad apple or are you the bad apple, right? And I look back on that experience now with the franchises and some of these business partners, it's like, no, you're the bad apple. You know, you were just, you were opportunistic. You saw there was going to be a lot of free money out there. The difference between that and a bad investment, I will never bitch, I'll never put somebody on blast if the investment was just turned out to be bad. Sometimes it's a bad investment. But you can have integrity with those bad investments, right? You can go back to your investors and say, look, here's why it didn't work out. Here's, the, here's what we're going to do to fix it. Or you know what? You lost money. Here's your 1099. You take it as a loss. I'm a grown-ass man and so are most investors. It's when people take advantage of the system and you outright know they're doing fraud again, that's the kind of shit that really pisses me off. So, you know, going forward now, the lessons, you know, how I'm, how I'm going to do life different this time, this time around, and I'm sure some other shit's going to happen down the line, right? But in this case, going into next year, you know, I w I'm going to leave on the third segment. I'm going to give you guys some action items that you can, in addition to what we're going to do next week. But this week, I'm going to give you my personal five or six items that I think you can write down and say, you know what, here's the minimum I can do going into next year to be set. But for me, looking back, man, I'm going to realign the circles I'm in. I'm going to stop entrusting others to do right with money. So if I do invest in a property, if Connor, you and I want to buy real estate, I'm not going to trust the guy next door to go find the real estate anymore. It's going to be like, you're finding it. We're putting our money together. You're the one that's got the tenants and I have more of a hands-on. And I, you know, until you can get to the point to where you have FU money, then I really think you got to have, you got to be able to keep your, you know, just, you got to keep your pulse on that money. Blue, you know, is, is uh, my co-host here at CT101, obviously. I learned that from him, man. And, and sometimes I come up with them with ideas and he's like, bro, unless I can see it, touch it, feel it every day, they're going to fuck you. And sure enough, you know, that's happened to me more often than not. So I've learned that. I've taken that to heart. I think for next year, uh, if I do any JV deals, if I do any partnership deals, if you guys see me kind of happier, I, I never promote an investment. They're never public. It's just like, you know, somebody will come to me and say, I want to buy this hotel. Let's raise $5 million together. We'll go to our friends and family. We'll buy it together. But again, this year, I think I'm going to have more hands-on approach. I'm going to keep my eye on my money even more than ever. And uh, losing money sucks, but losing money to fraud is the worst. Okay, so I'm going to take a break. I'm going to come back with those tips for you guys. We'll be right back on Financial Fridays. We'll be right back with more Financial Fridays with the inside investor, Tony K. Make sure you follow Tony at the Insider Investor. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. 
offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule. You'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101's Financial Fridays with the inside investor, Tony K. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the show now. Who likes candy? Are you ready to make your own edibles? Well, you guys, one of my favorite partners that we have here at CT101 is Truffley May, the CEO, Ian. We got to hang out at MJ BizCon, had a great time out there. You guys, these guys offer the highest quality and most affordable tabletop candy depositors and silicone molds on the market. They're made in Germany, and as you guys know with cars, anything made in Germany is a little bit better than we do it out here. They've developed, uh, they are developed by candy makers for candy makers. Now, Truffly Made can help you with recipe services, such as developing your own or adjusting recipes that you maybe have. Custom silicone molds, and then they can come to your facility. They can do on-site consulting, train your team with the candy depositors. Now, these can be for your home if it's a hobby or, of course, commercial use. You can manufacture over 10,000 pieces of candy per hour. Not even me and Joe can eat that much candy. Order yours today at www.trufflymade.com, or you can call them direct, guys, 619-500-3102. Again, 619-500-3102. We are back on the last Financial Fridays for the year, you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, supporting the show. I wanted to leave this year with a bang, so I want to give you guys a couple of quick action items that you can carry into next year. You heard me in the opening segment and it's last week's show as well, talking about King Steak, my buddy Steve Kuklo. What we're doing is January 4th, basically the first Thursday of January this year, next week, right? What we're going to do is give you a roadmap uh, of... What can you do to make yourself unstoppable in 2024 when it comes to health, fitness, and finances? Very simple, right? So uh, I'm going to give you guys that website since uh, some of you are on iHeartRadio, and that's going to be at Steve Kuklo. That's S-T-E-V-E-K-U-C-L-O.com forward slash Zoom. Go in there, put your name, uh, phone number, and email. He's going to send you the link. It's going to be a live webinar. It's completely free. We're going to do it for about an hour. You can ask him Q&A. And again, that's something that I'm super excited about and something that I wish I had last year. And it's something I'm going to make an effort to do every year is putting together that uh, roadmap. So in anticipation of that, one of the things I was going to cover with you guys, and I did this last year and I'm going to go through my notes. And it's something that I'm, again, it's coming from the heart, kind of off the top of the head, because these are the things I, I wish I knew five, 10 years ago. They sound rudimentary. They sound simple, but I swear to God, if you write them down and actually implement them, give me a call in a couple months, you know, let me know how it helped you or how it could have been better. But essentially a couple of things that I want you guys to do something called an emergency fund. It's something that's easy to say, talk, but I forget the stat, but like 85% of Americans don't have enough money to get them through six months, which is kind of a stays ah, crazy statistic. But if you think about it, you know, going through the pandemic, when people didn't all of a sudden the stores shelves were empty, et cetera, when there is a disruption, and that disruption couldn't doesn't necessarily have to be that you run out of money, but something that, again, not going down rabbit holes, but I think one thing that hasn't happened that you see in a lot of movies, and if you watch The Simpsons, you know that they predict shit, but in a lot of movies that I've seen right now, you know, it, as simple as it is, electricity or access to the internet, but if tomorrow you didn't have access to the internet or electricity for, I don't know, 30 days, there would be world chaos because if you think about it, you can't go to the gas station. You can't access your money. Most people are living on plastic. Uh, I lived down in Irvine a couple of years ago. And if you guys know Southern California, there is that um, there's the nuclear plant that kind of looks like two tits going down to San Diego. But then past San Diego, most people don't know. But the entire Southern California grid is right there by Tijuana. Something had happened. Some dude drove through something. 
And basically, I was I was in Irvine. I had a house at the, at the time down in Irvine, and blackout happened. So you think, all right, you know, the power went out. I had a car, a gas car at the time. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to drive up to LA. I go to the gas station. I'm low on gas. The gas station shut down because their pumps are electric. I'm like, all right, I'll go to the next gas station. Well, that's one shut down too. So the power outage, at that moment, you don't know how far it's gone, right? Nobody listens to the radio anymore. And in fact, I don't even know if I have AM FM radio in the car. Your cell phone, I realized, oh, I'm on one bar. You know, if that bar goes down, how do I charge my phone, right? And then you go to the ATM machine. Well, the ATM machine doesn't work because it's on the same electric grid, right? My point is you, you don't know what you don't know. And, and one thing we've learned the past three years, anything can and will happen. So when I say having an emergency fund, emergency fund of cash, emergency fund of food, you know, if, you know, and especially if you have little kids, babies, children, it's like making sure that you have enough shit to get through at least 30 days, you know, from a financial standpoint, it should be six months. We, you know, we saw that again through the pandemic. So something is little. Now, how do you do that? Okay. You don't just write down emergency fund. You go find an account that's really hard to get to, right. Or somewhere in the house where there's piggy bank, whatever, you just stick a couple hundred bucks in it. We pretend like you can't see it. And literally what I used to do is go get like a fancy, I think Amazon has it, like a fancy piggy bank that you could literally have to break to get into. It's a big fat pig. And just throw a couple hundred bucks in it. Come in, throw some change in it. And you'd be amazed at how much that can pile up. So as simple as it is, having that emergency fund, and you just feel a little bit more confident. You know, like, you know what? I got at least five or 10 grand in that thing if worse comes to worse. The other thing I can't stress enough, man, is debt management. I'm the guiltiest of this, right? Because I didn't get married. I didn't have kids. I didn't really have that much responsibilities other than to myself. So whenever I would make it, I'd spend it. If I got a $100,000 credit line, I'd go blow it. And having that debt management, especially, you know, when debt was cheap, it wasn't a big deal. I'd refinance my house. I'd pay off a card or two. But you guys, right now, interest rates have tripled. You know, you're, you're facing into hyperinflation. So the debt that you thought you could service by dancing and, and jumping through hoops, it's not that serviceable anymore. And there's a lot of debt that's attached to variable components. What do I mean by that? It's not a fixed rate, right? So uh, when I owned a restaurant, I think it was connected to LIBOR and LIBOR for the 30 years had only been like one or 2%. So my thing was prime plus LIBOR. And then during the, the, during the course of that debt, I think it like went to 9%. So I ended up from a 2% loan to like a 15% loan. Needless to say, the, the restaurant went under. And that was during the recession. That shit, I think, is going to happen again. Again, I've, I've stopped trying to prognosticate uh, or try to predict the future anymore when it comes to financial services because, again, it's just shit happens, you know, just when you think you got to figure it out. I don't have a crystal ball. Any financial advisor or stockbroker guru or freaking Kramer who tries to tell you, oh, I know what's going to happen. If they knew what was going to happen, they wouldn't need your money. They wouldn't need a show. They'd go predict tomorrow's lottery winnings, right? So I stopped trying to predict what's going to happen, but you got to plan for what if. You know, what if interest rates keep going up? Hyperinflation is something that I've never seen in my personal lifetime. I don't think anybody here has, but it's something that, that does exist. And we kind of started to see a taste of that. And there are uh, circumstances that can happen in the economic models that can cause hyperinflation, which means basically your gallon of milk is going to be 20 bucks. You know, so there, there are scenarios like that can happen, but going back to debt management, by having a plan for your debt, capping it, uh, debt consolidation, or just knowing, being aware that these rates are going higher, your cars, your, your credit cards. If you leased a car two years ago and you're planning on releasing right now, or if you bought a car and you know you're about to buy one, you're going to get sticker shock, guys. You know, it, it's the interest rates being at 9, 10, 11, 12, 12%. What used to be a $700 car payment right now is going to be $1,100. So having a clearer control of your debt management. Now, what do you do? You look at your debt. 
you say, all right, I'm not, I'm gonna cut up these credit cards, or I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna set them aside where they're not in my pocket, where I'm walking through, you know, Best Buy and I want to buy the big screen. All right, if it's not on me, it'll be a little bit less tempting. You can kind of talk to yourself down. You got a question, Connor? Totally, yeah. Um, I yeah, I do have a quick question. Yep. So how can you know how how does someone stay motivated and you know get over that hump of you know the the gravity of the situation because there's there's a lot of people who are starting from the ground up in terms of uh you know an emergency fund or you know just life savings in general and the 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 scale of all of the implications of you know finances in general of what we've already covered it can be you know very daunting for some people so like if someone's starting from like step one like what advice would you give them to not be intimidated by the whole situation? If I, if I understand your qu question correctly, on one standpoint is how do I get the motivation, right? How do, I, how do I feel good about myself if I'm either got a shit ton of debt, if I'm not making enough money? How can I do what you're telling me to do, Tony, if I don't have the money, right? First thing is get your ass out of bed. You know, I, and I'm the biggest, you know, when I was going through and I've been open about my mental health and depression, when you, when you go through a, a severe trauma of financial, whether it's from a divorce, fraud or whatever, you do find yourself kind of wanting to go down those rabbit holes, not leave the house, not take a shower. Just, it was, it can get really ugly, right? One of the things that helped me, even though it sounds cheesy and I don't even know if this is the right clinical answer, but I, I deleted for the most part, I'd go through my Instagram and, and obviously being in the world I was in, social media was big, right? But I went through my Instagram and if, if, I categorize people into two, right? If they were doing something that I felt was positive, that I could emulate, that I could be motivated by, I kept it. Now, what I stopped following, who I stopped putting into my programming on a daily basis, were people that were only showing me the positives in their life. The dude that's always flossing the, the nice cars, the watches, the girls, this and that, because I know that that's bullshit. I know that that guy's got a rough time too, occasionally, but if he's not talking about his downfalls and he's only selling how perfect his life is, I know that that's programming my, my mind in the wrong way. Alternatively, I started also following, I think I forget the Instagram, but it's like street kids, like basically it's homeless hookers and people that they're interviewing for 30 seconds. So you quickly realize as much as I thought my life was bad, there's people begging God every day for one more day in the hospital or on the streets or whatever. So. I, I, I consciously try to program my brain thinking, well, shit could be worse. You know, thank God I have my health. Thank God my family's still with me. I would try to program my brain into at least going to bed on the positives and, and waking up to the positives. So one of the things I would do every night before I go to bed, and I can't remember who I got this from, but a lot of the little nuggets that I would get would be listening to podcasts, po influential podcasts, you know. Rogan's entertaining, you'll get a nugget here and there, but I'm talking about like business podcast and even people that I didn't care for because I would learn a little bit from each one. But uh, one gentleman, I forget, skips my mind who it was, but he would always say, no matter how bad your day was, if the last thing you think about is the three things that were positive for you that day, it could be that your cheeseburger was good. It could be that, you know, you uh, got a $5 lottery scratch or whatever it is. Three good things did happen to you today. It could be your favorite TV uh, team won, but focusing on that positive and going to bed like that was starting to reprogram your brain. So the mind is weird, man. There's so many little brain hacks you can do. And, and again, YouTube, you know, you go on there and you can educate yourself on anything. And I would try to find people that have had similar journeys as me. You know, the Wolf of Wall Street guy is probably a bad example. You know, he was a criminal. And then he tried to kind of come down the personal development path and, and being a speaker. But there's a lot of people that have gone. 
you're not alone. You know, if your dad was a crackhead or somebody shot your brother or any calamity you have or how whatever bad you think your life is, there's always somebody worse. More importantly, somebody has gone through it. Today in the studio, Freeway Rick Ross was here, you know, and this dude, I loved interviewing him. I can't wait to have him back. But this guy had every reason to be negative. The cops planted shit on him. He went to prisons for a decade. He came out here, dude can't stop smiling. And I was like, man, Freeway, why are you always smiling? He's like, bro, life could be worse. I could still be locked up. And that was his attitude, not the cops planted shit on me, not my life is ending. And now he's one of the only felons that I know that's opening a dispensary January 26th, you know? So little things like that, man, and, and following somebody like Freeway, you know, li listening to his story, reading his book, that gave me inspiration even at this point, you know? And I, and I, and I retell that story several times because it's true. <laughs> you met him, dude, can't stop smiling, right? So it's little things like that, man. And, and before I drag out, what are we doing on time, Connor? Uh, we still got a few minutes. All right, cool. So there's a couple other good ones that I want to drop here. Uh, insurance coverage. Now, you guys know I'm not a big fan of financial services anymore after what I've gone through, but insurance is something. And there's two types, three types of insurance. I'm going to kind of go over it quick. This is not a sales pitch. But healthcare insurance, you guys heard me talk about. Uh, one thing I learned from Kat and these guys at Clearwater is 80% plus of all bankruptcies is caused by medical debt. Blew my mind, bro. I mean, 20 plus years in the industry, never knew that stat. That alone is a testament to why you should at least have good coverage. Now, there's really shitty healthcare coverage out there. I know so many people that get denied coverage, they have to jump through hoops. So there's a real uh, value having a company that you trust with representatives, with English speaking operators, you know, no disrespect to the Filipinos and the Indians, but I do not want to, you know, talk to some dude in fucking India when I got to, you know, help a loved one with cancer, God forbid, right? So there, there's a real value in working uh, with companies and organizations that are reputable, that you have a good relationship with. That's on the health side. On the on the solid side, if you guys have kids, two types of insurance, term and whole life, I don't want to drone on it, but it is important to make sure your loved ones are covered. Again, there's really shitty insurance carriers. There's good ones. You're welcome to DM me. I can kind of guide you. I don't have any skin in the game, but there's, there's unfortunately with financial services and the regulators, there's just so many ton there's so much lobbying being done to keep these bad ones in there, but there are good ones. And I do stress making sure your loved ones and yourself are covered. So that's on the insurance side. Automation, you guys, uh, you know, automating your decisions. So and this is a different one, but automating your financial decisions can be really simple. Um, Bitcoin and crypto, I'm not the biggest fan of crypto in general. We all know what happened with the NFTs and all these shit coins. But at the end of the day, Bitcoin, I think, has proven itself. I think 50 years from now, 30 years from now, it could be 10 years from now. Uh, basic economics, for those of you who don't, don't know, it's supply and demand. If there's a finite supply, demand will go higher. Tomorrow, we're not going to wake up and Bitcoin is gone. I think anybody that said it will go to zero, fuck them. You know, all these haters that would, would say, it's like the same ones that bash Tesla. Dude, the guy's not going anywhere, you know? Uh, but with Bitcoin, I, I believe, and don't hold me to this, I'm not the biggest crypto expert, but... 80 to 90% of what's going to be out there is already there. 70%, this one I do know, 70% of people who own Bitcoin have no intention of selling it. So really that leaves like 30%. Out of that 30%, another, Connor, you probably know better than I do, but out of that 30%, another 10 to 12 is gone forever in trash cans or people lost their codes and passcodes, which leaves really only like another 10 to call it 15% of supply. And now there's NFTs roll, I'm sorry, there's a... Uh, uh, 
uh, ETFs, exchange traded funds, which is like mutual funds that go out and buy Bitcoin. So there's uh, now more um, adoption, if you will, from the big banks. Jamie Dimon, I think it is from freaking Chase, was like, oh, it's going to go to shit. It's going to go to shit. Now, now they're coming out with their own stuff. Point is, am I going to go chase the 30,000 other shitty coins out there? No. But Bitcoin, in my opinion, if you just took like 50 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, 10, whatever you could make, go to Coinbase. It's not the cheapest platform, but when you're talking about a couple hundred bucks, it's a dollar or two dollars. So I just automate it. I'm like, hey, every 15th of the month, just go buy me $100 of Bitcoin. Cost me a dollar. So it cost me $101 and I get $100 of Bitcoin. I don't even look at it. It's automated. It just sucks it out. And if you just take those little nibbles out, I pretty much can almost say guarantee without being financially beholden to the word guarantee. But I, I don't think you'll be upset. And I think I think just educating yourself of what's out there. Um, but on that automation front, the point that I brought up Bitcoin is Coinbase is one platform that allows you to buy on an automated system. But there's tons of those out there from a savings, Fidelity, Ameritrade. So if you just wanted to get an S&P fund and just buy a couple hundred bucks for the kids, those are the things that will always be there. But automating your decisions, I don't care how much money you make. Call it, let's say you make $5,000 a month. If you just took $50 of it, you know, you won't miss it, especially the moment it hits it, schedule it when it hits your account and it gets taken out an hour later, you just won't miss it. And if it's not there, you won't plan to spend it. So automating your investment decisions is something I cannot stress enough. And the final thing I want to say, man, is, is, you know, to me being in the industry, as long as I was Roth IRA, rollover IRA, these are words, acronyms, but it's really, you know, I, I guess I get sad that how many people haven't educated themselves on just having a basic Roth IRA whether you're Connor's age, whether you're 20 years old, 30 years old, again, automate it. It costs 50. You don't need a fancy financial advisor. You don't need any of that. Just go to E-Trade, open up a Roth, dump a hundred bucks a month. But if you do it religiously, if you do it systematically, I, I don't think you're going to get hurt. Connor, do you have any other questions or anything you want to kind of close out the year with, brother? You know, I think you covered a pretty vast amount of information <laughs> here for Financial Fridays. Um, you know, just... Thank you for keeping it pushing for the six months you've been here. And we'll look forward to a full 2024 of financial information that you're going to bless us with. Well, shit, that was way better than I expected. I appreciate you guys, man. And, you know, like I said, this is the 25th show we've done here. Uh, this is the last show of the year for Financial Fridays. I could not be more proud of the affiliation that I have with the entire crew here, man. And it's not just the head guys, obviously, Blue Joe Grande. These are both brothers of mine that have allowed me to be on this platform, which I, I, I couldn't be more appreciative, man. Adrian, Amir, the two Alexes, Mondo, Madison, Teddy, the show dog, Daniel, Connor, Elber, Kinky Cam Baxter, Beach Bar, Salar, Ali Muffin, Sunday, Cassie, Ruby, Goldie, Brother Pitt, Mark Carnes, Chris Franchino, Jennifer, Erica, and Elvis. You guys, thank you so much for listening to Financial Fridays here on Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. I'm Tony Kay, your insider investor. You can always find me on Instagram at the insider investor. I'm going to see you guys next year, next Friday. Remember to keep your wallet tight, keep your mind right. I look forward to seeing you next year. All the inside, we out. Thank you for listening to Financial Fridays with the insider investor, Tony Kay on Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. 
Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.